If you happen to catch Facebook's earnings call in August, you might have heard a lot of this. Larger goal to help build the metaverse. What is the metaverse? Access the metaverse. You know, the defining quality of the metaverse is the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse is the ultimate expression of social technology. In fact, the term metaverse was repeated 20 times in the hour-long call that included Facebook executives, analysts, and investors. And Facebook and its CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, aren't only talking about the metaverse, they're betting their future on it. Here's Zuckerberg at this year's Facebook Connect conference. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Facebook's investment in this new technology has generated buzz among investors and has brought attention to a group of companies that are putting big money behind a new internet frontier that would bring consumers into a 3D virtual world like the one seen in the movie, Ready Player One. This is the Oasis. It's a place where the limits of reality are your own imagination. But what is the metaverse? Why are major tech firms investing so heavily in a concept pulled straight from the pages of science fiction? And will this funding yield big profits or prove to be nothing more than an expensive failure? I'm Alexis Garcia, and today we'll explore the metaverse and more on this episode of Growth Stories. To understand why Facebook and a number of tech companies are so eager to invest billions to plant their digital flag in the metaverse, it's helpful to first understand what the metaverse is and isn't. Broadly defined, the metaverse refers to a shared virtual 3D world or worlds that are interactive, immersive, and collaborative. The term comes from the 1992 Neil Stevenson novel Snow Crash and was reimagined as the Oasis in the popular science fiction book turned movie Ready Player One. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do, but they stay because of all the things they can be. Matthew Ball, a venture capitalist and early advocate of the metaverse, says that you shouldn't think of it as just virtual reality, but as a framework for an extremely connected life that lets user avatars travel seamlessly between different worlds and activities. Mark Zuckerberg describes the metaverse this way. So I think of the, the metaverse as the next generation of the internet. Executives like Zuckerberg are eager to carve out their corner of the metaverse to capture its potential for social connection, entertainment, and most importantly, big money. Facebook says they want to be a metaverse company. That's IBD tech reporter Patrick Seitz. His latest feature takes a look at big tech firms like Facebook and the race to build the metaverse. They have this future carved out and whether or not people will accept their version of the metaverse. I don't know. I mean, these trends come in waves and some of them take hold and other ones just turn out to be only hype with nothing to back it up. For years, Facebook has been investing in the technology to build a new digital world. In 2014, the social media firm bought the virtual reality startup Oculus for $2 billion. And in July, Zuckerberg and his team unveiled Horizon Workrooms, a sort of proto-metaverse meeting space. Let's go. Workrooms is used on Facebook's Oculus Quest 2 virtual reality headsets. Once inside, you can customize your own avatar. Mark, I'm in. 
All right, welcome. Oh, oh my God, you've got freckles on your nose. I have freckles in real <laughs> life, too. So. You're listening to Mark Zuckerberg, or rather a cartoon avatar of Mark Zuckerberg, speaking to CBS News host Gail King inside a Horizon workroom. The look and feel of Facebook's early metaverse effort may remind you more of games like The Sims or Second Life instead of the slick visuals presented in Ready Player One. Second Life is kind of a cautionary tale in terms of hype. That was about almost 20 years ago now, and it was on magazine covers and had breathless newspaper articles saying, you know, this is, you're gonna have a second life online. Second Life is an endless garden of creativity. And uh, you've got your first life in the real world, but that's really boring. On Second Life, you can be, you know, a superhero, you can be anything, and you just get your avatar and you go in there. People experimented with it, they checked it out, but it never lived up to the hype. And it was a lot, <laughs> I think it's still being used today. I think there's, uh, last time I checked, there was like 500,000 monthly active users of it. So that didn't become the big deal everyone thought it was gonna be. And now we're seeing that again, especially after the Facebook demonstration of their Horizon workrooms, that really looks Second Lifey to me. Patrick, how are companies like Facebook going to extract real-world value from a digital universe? Well, all these companies are approaching the metaverse from wherever their strength is. Now, obviously, gaming companies, they want to have these immersive environments in a virtual reality setting for not only games, but also, you know, virtual concerts, meeting up rooms, things like that. Whereas Facebook is taking it from the social networking side, and they want people to hang out and watch television together or in their recently uh, announced Horizon workrooms, they want people to have avatars in, in basically Zoom meetings. But the game application seems to be what's capturing most people's attention right now, because those are the most developed and they make the most sense. I mean, they, and they're, well, and they're the most fun too. And, and people are adopting them organically. People want to use those, go and play games and meet up with other people. They're used to that. That's a business model that makes sense to them. So is that a metaverse? It's not really a metaverse, but they call it a metaverse just because that's a, that's a great buzzword right now and it's getting people all excited. We talk more about the metaverse after the break. While Facebook and other tech firms craft their version of the metaverse, the gaming industry is already seeing early success with big budget events. Epic Games and Roblox have both made the development of their digital worlds a strategic business priority. What you're hearing is rapper Little Nas X performing his hit Old Town Road in a 2020 virtual concert on the Roblox gaming platform. Nearly 33 million people attended the two-day event, and last year about 12 million players attended a concert for Travis Scott in the wildly popular video game Fortnite. Not only can these virtual spaces sell tickets, but they can generate revenue for merchandise and other product add-ons. Can you talk a little bit about how those gaming platforms may be a model for how these companies can actually monetize the metaverse? We're starting to see it with uh, Roblox and getting some of the corporate partners on there. Like they announced Vans, the sneaker brand just started a skate park within Roblox. So we're seeing companies get involved, but it's probably more 
brand extensions at this point, as opposed to maybe e-commerce or selling real world things through them. And what you're seeing with these current metaverses, as they're described, are walled gardens. They're businesses that don't want to connect to the outside world. They want to keep everything in their little world. And so that's what you'd find on like Roblox or uh, Epic Games with Fortnite. And in uh, some of these things like Microsoft and their mesh platform and what NVIDIA is trying to do, which is more kind of science related. So to, in order to get to the, the big overarching metaverse, we're going to have all these companies, they're going to have to cooperate. They're just like in the early days of the internet. They're going to have to cooperate and come up with standards to have interoperability. And the question of interoperability, as you brought up, is so important. As Mark Zuckerberg was saying, eventually it would be great to have your avatar, all your digital assets. You can go hang out in the Facebook universe. You can go from there, maybe go hang out in the Animal Crossing world. And that really does not exist yet. They keep calling them metaverses, but technically there should be only one metaverse. There's no such thing as metaverses because... Meta means, you know, overarching. Company like Nintendo, they're not a very open company. I can't see them putting Animal Crossing out for free on Facebook. And what is your advice to investors who are interested in this space? It's really hard for investors to look at something like the metaverse and make a play on it. Roundhill Investments created a metaverse ETF, and their top holding is NVIDIA. Now, NVIDIA is a, a providing building block technology. They'll have the graphics processors that could you know, run these virtual worlds. So that makes sense that they would be an investment play on the metaverse. I mean, it goes back to the picks and shovels, the companies that uh, have benefited in the gold rush were the companies that sold the picks and shovels. And so we're having that again with uh, NVIDIA. They're selling the picks and shovels of the uh, metaverse. Other holdings in here include Tencent, which is a gaming company, Roblox, Microsoft, of course, with their their mesh and their hollow lens. Unity Software, they're another building block company. They create tools for creating three-dimensional worlds and video games and that sort of thing. So they would definitely be up there with NVIDIA as a potential play on the building blocks of the metaverse. But investors always have to stay away from hype though. They have to see when these companies are actually selling something and getting sales from the hype. If NVIDIA is saying that they're selling X number of, of graphics processors for data centers to run metaverses or uh, that sort of thing, then it makes sense for investors to get excited about it. Investors got excited about the graphics processor sales for, for data centers around cloud computing. And that makes sense because NVIDIA was selling a lot of those GPUs. So in terms of investors, I'd say uh, cautious, sit back and wait and until real money starts flowing in here. So just based on your reporting, what do you think the metaverse is going to look like in the next few years and what trends jump out at you the most? So what is the metaverse in five years? It's probably just going to be a slicker version of some of the things we're seeing now, more capabilities in the uh, among these walled garden metaverses uh, that we're seeing from Roblox and Epic Games. And, and we'll see progress from, from Microsoft and in NVIDIA pushing their concepts for the metaverse, but I don't think it's going to be a huge deal in five years. We will see some progress, but as long as there are closed systems, it's just going to be fun and games and point applications such as we're seeing now, but just done in a, in a better way. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for your time today. Well, I appreciate it. 
Growth Stories is a production of Investors Business Daily. I'm your host, Alexis Garcia, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Be sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making any investment decisions.